The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's time for another edition of Mick Shots on a Thursday here inside the SWBC Podcast Studio. Podcast Studio. Center at the Star in Frisco. Bill Jones, future Hall of Famer Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And this is a good day because the Cowboys have decided to go ahead and practice today for the New England Patriots. They are out outside on the practice field. As we speak. Yeah, because right. Mike wanted to smell the grass. There it you smells go. like football. That's exactly right. But he, they have turf in New England. Uh, yes, I believe they do. Okay. He just wanted to smell something. I was grass. trying to remember it because <laughs> that driving rainstorm in 2019, yeah, the field didn't get torn up. No, so I it think did they, not. they were fine. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and of course yesterday they were indoors because we had the looming presence of thunderstorms in the area, but outside today, even though there was still a looming presence of uh, cloud cover. Yes, it is. Well, they were prepared at one point to take it inside, and then nothing happened, so they stayed out there. Because when it was our turn to come in, they said, oh, we're going to stay here because the guys are going in. And then I think the radar cleared, so... There you go. They're outside for the whole session. And it's supposed to be decent weather, I think, on Sunday, although it's been a couple of days since I checked on that. And uh, in contrast to two years ago when the Cowboys went up there in a monsoon and lost to the Patriots <laughs> 13 to 13-9. I don't think I've seen a game played in worse weather, like they had to continue playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I played in New Jersey, man, so I don't know about that, Spags. Well, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I mean, it was and, and Cleveland, by the way. It was a driving, yeah. a driving rainstorm. You'd rather snow than the rain coming down like that. That's true. That and, is and, exactly true. And it was coming true. down sideways yes. because the wind was blowing. 1990, when uh, we played Buffalo, uh, I was with the Giants. We played Buffalo in uh, in, in New Jersey, and it was. Below uh, freezing, and it rained. Yeah, the entire game below freezing, like twenty nine so like degrees, and it rain. rained the entire game. It wouldn't stop. So once you fall, because puddles all over, but once you fall in, you're wet. It's over, right? It's over. It's like being in the snow. You know, once you fall in the snow, your hands are cold. You can't do anything else. Socks are wet. It's, it's done. It's done. And so yeah, that was pretty miserable. I remember my free safety, Myron Guyton. He's coming up to me and he's he's talking. You know, as it's jaw is quivering. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you just say? And he, he couldn't even repeat himself. He was so cold. I think the only worse weather game I've seen, and I don't know if you guys remember this, it would have been... The Ice Bowl? No, it was... It <laughs> he was, was there. Close. It, he it, was there, it remember? Was, it, was, it was the Fog Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Chicago. Chicago, Chicago and versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. And I was in the press box and could not see past maybe a third of the field going across, right? And at one point, the fog got so thick, we were watching the TV monitor because the TV 
cameras can lighten up. They can get right. more light on the field, right. right? And so you can see better because we couldn't see. I couldn't see the other the side. The players couldn't hardly Could not see. see the other sideline. That's Why crazy. were you at the Fog Bowl, which, uh, by the way, was played New Year's Eve 1988? Yeah, I was, say I was working at the newspaper, and we covered things like that. <laughs> what newspaper? The Dallas Times-Herald. You went to an Eagles-Bears game <laughs> yes. in 1988. Yes, we covered the playoffs. That's right. Because the Cowboys, yeah, they covered the playoffs, and the Cowboys were not in it. Yeah. So they still had to cover it, whether we were in it or not. Plus, uh-huh. they had a, I had a free place to stay, right? My parents were still living there. <laughs> I think exactly he volunteered for that. That's how you got the – He volunteered you for, for the bill. Hol- yeah, he was <laughs> there for the holidays. No. That's why. I had been on – Times Herald didn't send you there. I had been on the Bears beat since 85. <laughs> Basically, really? I spent I spent half the season in '85 up there covering the Bears. So, were you the NFL reporter, or were you the Cowboys beat writer? I was then? the backup guy. The for backup I for was the I was the guy that did everything. Okay, okay. So you were sometimes the NFL beat reporter, no, and sometimes I, the Cowboys yeah, beat reporter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't the beat reporter. I was the backup guy when the beat reporter took a day off. Okay, so full time so Cowboy reporter. But backup, so, so the backup went who, down for the Times Herald. Then who were the cowboy? Who was the Cowboys beat reporter? And did you have an NFL reporter that traveled to every city? We had so Jim Dent was the Cowboys the beat, beat writer. reporter, and then the NFL. I think maybe it was uh, Jack Shepard was doing. He okay. was doing college, mm-hmm. those but he were, was also doing backup. Uh, he was doing NFL. Let me tell you, those were glory days of reporting. Absolutely. And uh, why is that? Talk to me. Because we covered everything. You know, and what really happened in Dallas Fort Worth media? What would you say it was when Dave Smith came here? The morning news and and what the the you know, the Boston Globe and this relates to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. It always was the pinnacle as far right. as uh, newspaper sports sections go. And so Dave Smith came to Dallas in the 80s. I don't remember exactly when. And from, turned from the Boston And Globe. turned the Dallas Morning News sports page into Sports Day. Okay, and, it, and the coverage just went through the roof. Well, there was great competition between the Times-Herald and the Morning News, so the Times-Herald matched that with the mm-hmm. Morning News. We tried. Uh, yeah, at the time. We started running. <laughs> yeah, you tried. We started <laughs> running out of Funds. You started something so, that you couldn't finish, and we're talking about we're talking about writers that that are well known, you know, some in the Hall of Fame, Rick yeah, Goslin, yeah. uh, you know, that were. Well, he that, was he came a little later they, than those eighties, but but th- that it was born though during that time, and yeah. of course, Skip Bayless was. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he Times Herald first, then Morning News, or vice versa? Yes, it was Times okay. Herald Blackie first. Blackie Sherrod. Yeah. I mean, no, he was Morning News, then Morning Times News. Herald. Okay. And Blackie was Blackie. the Times Herald, and then he went to the and Morning News. And you had Randy News. Galloway, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and but the coverage from the high schools to the colleges to the professional ranks in every sport was uh, was second to none. Well, just like I told the story yesterday about me sending me to the Giants be, to do stories before the Cowboys played the Giants in 86. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It trickled over to television, too. I mean, I, I was telling the story about when the Cowboys played the Eagles in 1992, the Monday night game. Cowboys started the season, I think, 4-0 that year, big Monday night game. Uh, I was working at Channel 5 in Dallas at the time, and they sent me there all week. I was there in the Eagles locker room on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, doing stories on the Eagles leading up to that game. So you're saying the sports publications had the money 
and the wherewithal there was an investment to in it. send yeah. you the investment. Yeah, to invest uh-huh. in it, send you guys where you need to I go remember, I remember. for full coverage. Versus right. now, right. versus now, give me now. So what are you looking at You right find now? somebody that lives there to do your freelance right. story. Okay. And, and actually, during the 90s, after the paper closed and I was freelancing, that was part of my freelance. Yeah. Because people That's knew, the change. They knew I was here, yeah. right? And instead of sending their guy the expense, it's like, okay, for a couple hundred bucks, he can do a story right. for us, right? right? And when you're freelancing, it's like whatever they pay you is good, right? You're not going to sit there and does go, no, com- you know, that's not enough money, <laughs> Does right? it compromise the coverage, though? Do you think it no, compromises the coverage of you find the somebody that you trust. And, and you're basically doing feature stories, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you're digging for news or anything. I understand. And, uh, yeah, that was – and I was fortunate because when I was freelancing – the Cowboys got good, mm-hmm. right? And it was good timing because now everybody wanted a piece of them. Uh, but yeah, that was a very different era in the eighties when I got here. Learned it from the from you guys' standpoint. <laughs> well, you—I mean, you witnessed it. You saw the, the 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 battles going on in the locker room between right. the beat writers, right? Yeah, well, that and, was very interesting. Well, and the other part of it is the access, and of course now with after COVID and so forth, it's uh, been cut back. Uh, you know, to where there's no access in, in the locker room. Right I have, now. I have always said. Uh, the battle between the beat writers in the Dallas locker room, I don't know mm-hmm. what was going on in Boston, right. and the Raiders were some of the very controversial teams. I thought that was the beginning of this way-too-information uh, <laughs> age and era that we're in now. Oh, no. I told you uh, Jim did hiding around the corner. Uh-huh. You know, trying to listen to our conversations in the in the locker room. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff going on culturally. We had the union. We had the, still always had the, the racism thing going on. So everything was just so volatile. And those beat writers used that. Uh, Myers ends up at HBO. Dent ends up, you know, where he ended up. But Skip Bayless ends up, you know, writing a book. And he, he trashed the Cowboys. And when I went up there one time to do an interview, of all the people to have an office, <laughs> no one else had an office up there. And this wasn't in, in this wasn't in uh, Connecticut. It's somewhere in New York. I forget where the studio was. Woody is it Woody, the older dude. Yeah, Woody. Yeah. Woody and Skip had an office in Denver. And they loved them yeah, up Woody there. Page. I think because of the controversy that they stirred up. Yeah. Everyone loves Skip because of the book that he wrote about the whole thing about Troy Aikman and all of that. Then all of a sudden, these guys have top billing on TV in New York nationwide. And to me, that was the beginning of this whole uh, 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 gossip type of uh, coverage that they that they use now when, when they uh, cover the team. Yeah, but it was, I hated that. It, it was it was a little bit more. It was a little different back then because people they I know what they were doing right, mm-hmm. but at least it was journalistically sound. It was you believe just, that? Oh yeah. <laughs> now mean, not from, not books, not books. Yeah, books are right. never journalistically yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. But from a newspaper standpoint, but some of the some of the yeah. exposés. That's that's all just clouded in. It's yeah. a it's a mini book. It's a novella. Well. Remember, Watergate changed everything in okay. the newspaper. Well, well, you know what? We <laughs> right? had the Watergate in in uh, uh, thousand in not thousand dollars, but the Valley Ranch. Valley Ranch. Oh yeah, the, 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 I the mean, Watergate do, started. Do you remember when Gary Myers Ranch. did the 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 survey uh, or he did a poll on who who they wanted for quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Either Danny White or first or of all, I started Steve that or not Steve uh, Gary Hogaboo. Yeah, Gary Hogaboo. Yeah, right? I was one of those. I was one of those that started that. So I I I, I 
totally raised my hand on that one. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I don't hide from anything. I totally raised my hand on that one. And I remember, <laughs> I remember Myers, Myers, and, and, and I think I saw this. Myers walked into where the little lunchroom was, right? And, and uh, Hogaboom said, what are you doing in here? This is players only. And he goes, well, what are you doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> and Hogaboom grabbed him by... Oh, that is so funny. Hogaboom grabbed him by the shirt and carried him out of the lunchroom. I thought you were going to say grabbed him by his pencil neck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might as well have been his neck, right? Well, Gary wasn't a pencil neck. Was, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the competition was fierce. Uh, I remember in 86 came back from London mm-hmm. after the the preseason game yes, the and so it was uh, they gave the other guys off and I had to go to Thousand Oaks or I should say I got to go to Thousand Oaks mm-hmm. and cover that week mm-hmm. well it was the week where the USFL folded mm-hmm. and uh, it folded when we were in London as yeah. a matter of fact because we were up in the hospitality room at the hotel and Tex got the call from Pete Rosell, right? And they were going on and on, just celebrating on the phone. And Tex was loud, oh, Pete, I love you, and all this stuff, right? <laughs> and, 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 and Marty, Tex's wife, she was a beauty, right? Yeah. And she goes, Tex. You be mad to Tex, yeah. She, she goes, Tex, <laughs> if you get any louder, the queen's going to hear you out the window, right? <laughs> so anyway, I had to come back, and that's when... Uh, the Cowboys were able to negotiate with Herschel mm-hmm. to uh, to get him because they had already drafted him, so they had the rights. So I had that to was do the beginning of the end for Tony Dorsey. Yeah, I had to do his <laughs> big long story on Herschel Walker, and so we're in the media dorm at at Calu, mm-hmm. and I'm scrambling trying to get Herschel, and I basically left him a message, right? So I got my story already written, and about 1 o'clock in the morning, or maybe midnight, West Coast time, the phone rings, and the, the person goes, hi, this is Herschel Walker, and I ain't buying it, right, because he was in New Jersey, and this is 3, it's three o'clock in the morning, right? Not, not the best Herschel impersonation right. in the world, I could, but... have, I could have tried harder. So my college roommate... Yeah, that was pretty bad. I thought that maybe that's what the, the phone call sounded no, like. No, no. So my college roommate covered Herschel. Uh, he was working in Atlanta at the paper, and he was at Georgia then. So he had Herschel's voice down perfectly. And I'd already <laughs> talked to him about the story, what he was like when he was at so Georgia. So you thought that was I him. thought it was him. So I wasn't falling for it. I was just going to ask inane uh, questions, right, and just to test it out, right? Uh, and about three or four questions in, it dawned on me. I go, that's this the is Herschel yeah. Walker, right? So we get this long interview, right? It's in 86. At 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning, he calls me back. And he's in, he, you know, he was he's living in, in Trump Towers. Okay. Because Trump owned, Trump the, owned the, the New Jersey Generals. Generals. Of course, that was his boy. And, it is his boy. And so it still I think, is. Yeah, that's why he's running. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I didn't want to bring it up. So, so I do this long. I do this. We must have talked for a half hour, right? He was great, and uh, we get to the end, and he goes, "Uh, do you know, um, guy, 
Gary Myers. <laughs> he said, I think it's the I think it's the morning news. Do I'm you calling know? Myers after this show. Oh, I've already told him the story, right? And and I go, Yeah. He goes, Well, can you do me a favor? Uh, tell him that I tried to return his phone calls. So if you see him, tell him to give me a call. And I said, Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he can do his story too. And I call him right after mine right, is coming right, out. Exactly. Yes. I said, Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. But see, but you see now that's Coming from a journalistic place. Right, right. But when you're talking about what's the dude named Martinez from Channel 33 following the guys home from the strip clubs after they just landed from an away game, tell me where the journalistic well, no, integrity is on that. That was TV. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was t- Hey, but, but Jerry Orr at Channel but, 8 was hiding oh in the bushes my God. tracking Dude, Jerry It was mouth. ridiculous, man. He was in the so, tree. And in this the tree. is the stuff I was talking about. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. It, it it started that, that where we are now. It started where we are now to where now nothing – it's not just about how you play. Now it's about what you believe in, how you talk, what you look like, how marketable you are. It's totally gotten away from the game itself. Well, I won't argue yeah. with that now. We've blurred the lines blurred the line. I between like that. journalism and opinion. I like that. And the, like and that. the young kids don't know the difference because they never That's what they've grown read up a newspaper. In. That's right. right? Never That's read right. a newspaper. Mm-mm. Very good. Well, that was interesting. Well, it was different. It really was. Hey, you can only get that on mix shots. That's right. That's right. And how did it relate to this week's game? We have no idea. Uh, Because (laughs) we talked about the Boston Globe and the Dallas Morning News. That's right. Absolutely. Bring it back. So, and by the way, I (laughs) when we come back, yes, uh, I read some interesting stuff in the Boston Herald on this game. Excellent. Oh, okay. So they still have two newspapers. They still do. Yes, Boston. Okay, one of the few places. All right. Two in Chicago, two in Boston, two, three in New York still. D.C.? Uh, Two in L.A. Uh, The Washington Times went out of business, and they came back in somewhat of a different form. Mm -hmm. Um, And they still have the Post, right? Yeah, the Washington Post is still Mm -hmm. there. But most of the the cities have one newspaper. Miami. Do we consider we have two here, even though it's Dallas and Fort Worth? And Fort Worth, because back then you said two. It was actually three. Yeah. 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 So we had three-way competition. I can yeah, tell you some stories about that. In, in Irving, we did not get the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It didn't make so, it that far no, east? No, we didn't get in Dallas. No, right, Hamilton so. Park wasn't full. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We continue with more. And I want to know about those injuries on yes. both sides when yes, we sir. come back here on Mix Shots. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. 
Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back, back to mixed shots. Be the first to receive new offers, event info, and more when you sign up to receive text messages from the team. Text Cowboys to NFLDAL. That's 635325 to receive 10% off your next Pro Shop purchase. Messages frequency may vary. Message and data rates may apply. That sounded familiar. That was good. That was good. Sounded familiar. Way to go. (laughs) That's an all-encompassing one. It was, yes. And you got it spur of the moment, and you see, once again, the spontaneity. Unprepared. Unprepared spontaneity of it. Don't let them think about it. That's right. Panic attacks. That's right. (laughs) All right. Do you have your injury report? I do have an injury report here for you. Okay. Um, So. Trayvon Diggs did not practice again. I saw that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Today he did not either? practice. Either? Didn't practice either? yesterday. He has a left ankle. And today in the portion that we were watching, uh, he was doing his rehab work on the resistant cords. And I noticed, see what a good reporter I am? He had tennis shoes on. Okay. So mm-hmm. that meant he probably wasn't practicing, right? Uh, so, yeah, he missed. And then yesterday – uh, I guess DeMonte KZ had a hip problem going on, hmm. and he didn't finish. He started to try, I guess, and he didn't practice. And it didn't look like he was going to practice again today. So uh, those are the and two And we don't guys. have the injury report yet. It right. has not this been released for yesterday. Today. I'm just telling you, you what I observation. saw from watching yep. the portion that we got to watch. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was listed as limited yesterday uh, with ribs. And by the way, he did interview after practice yesterday, Uh and I want you to hear his description of his injury. Back ribs, it's ribs, like right here on the back side of me. (laughs) You know, your ribs go like, you know what I mean? So like, it's the ribs on the back side. So what he did was he went like yeah, this. Yeah, it sounds like right? this. <laughs> oh. His hands are going to ribs go all the way around. Yeah. Oh, thank you I, for that anatomy class. No, you knew this or not, but your ribs go around you. Oh, you know, he's a on piece that, of work. I mean, it almost sounds like a kidney punch. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you fell yeah. on the darn yeah. camera. That's right. 
we'll let you finish the injury report. I'd love to get to Zeke though at some point. <laughs> okay, and, just, and, and so he he was limited yesterday, but from what we saw, he had the helmet on. The, today's the heavy day. They put the pads yeah. on, and he looked like he was gonna. Uh, participate. Randy Gregory was listed as limited. He looked like he was just fine. And Donovan Wilson uh, has uh, they've got him listed as limited but watching him out there, he's pretty much looks like he's ready to go. So if if KZ can't go, Wilson might be able to go. Okay, and that would kind of make God, up for that. That would be, whew, and that then, would just give us more <clears throat> height in the secondary. And I did say Randy Gregory, right? He, I don't think so. he, uh, he, he was out there. He was limited yesterday, but he was out there practicing uh, when we were there. And as for the Patriots, yes, they're starting running back, Damian Harris. Ribs, by the way. I don't know if they're <laughs> the, the front or around. the back. I'm not <laughs> sure where. Uh, but he did not practice yesterday. Uh, and Shaq Mason, their starting guard, did not practice yesterday. And Jalen Mills' hamstring was limited. And when I was reading in the Boston Herald, they were saying, well, uh, if he is able to play. What so position? there was some question, the cornerback. Gotcha. Now they've got some. They've had some real issues on their offensive line, and in fact, it was a makeshift bunch of characters that were starting on their offensive line, playing on their offensive line last week against uh, the Texans. A couple of them have been on the COVID list, which do not appear on that injury right, report. Right, they don't there. have to put them on. They're here. starting right. left tackle Isaiah Wynn, who started the first four games of the season, did not play last week against Houston because he was on the COVID list. Uh, they do. They. Did I am seeing here um, that uh, hey, Bill. Mike Onwenu? I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Has is back at practice today for them, and he was on the COVID list, I believe, before. Okay. Hey, hey, Bill. Yes. You want to hear uh, Bill Belichick on his offensive line uh, situation? Yes, I would love to hear Coach. Okay, this Belichick. is this is Coach Belichick on the offensive line situation in New England. Okay. Yeah, let's take it day by day. See how it goes here. That was it. I swear. Okay. I swear. That was from his press conference yesterday when asked about his offensive line. Okay. They oh were also God, missing Justin Heron at practice today, who's another <laughs> offensive tackle. See, that's why you need intrepid reporters. That's why you got to be uh-huh. there, man. That's you gotta right. Be in his face. Oh, my that's goodness. That's right. And Shaq Mason uh, was participating so they, today. In so they had listed Heron as limited yesterday. Okay. And, he, and this one. Saying he missed, he was not at the open portion of practice oh, today. Okay, for the Patriots, but Shaq Mason was back. Well, we'll just take it day by day. Yep. So <laughs> he's a, he's a is he something? Uh, he's a, oh, but you know goodness. what? I'm shocked. They they sent us an email today from uh, the the Patriots that uh, coach will be available tomorrow on a Zoom call. I was like. Belichick's really going to do a Zoom call with us? He doesn't. Oh, with, just with the Dallas report. Yeah, it's for us. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh cool. I'm assuming it was just for us. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting. But he's, uh, you know, the interesting thing that I read, where the the reporters in Boston are looking at this game as a big test to see where the Patriots are, right? And my column for tomorrow, I got started on it, was going to be, this is going to be a big test to see if this Cowboys offense is for real going up against Belichick. Um, 
and, and the number five defense in the league, which, by the way, I'm going to go back and listen to our show uh, from Tuesday and quote Everson Walls on what Belichick likes to do <laughs> defensively when he goes up against a high-powered offense until Bill stopped him oh from giving away God. all the secrets. <laughs> So I think it's interesting how they're looking at this game, and you I know, think Bill how people Poole for me for the Hall of Fame. Now you're gonna right. He, he endorsed right. me for the Hall of Fame. Now you just screwed all of that up. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> you want to hear, hear Bill Belichick on the Cowboys offense? Yeah, okay. Let's hear Bill. Is, I would stuff. love it. Oh, here we go. This is yesterday at his press conference on the Cowboys offense. They're balanced. They're good at everything. It's not just players. They're good. They're well balanced. They do a lot of things that complement other things that they do. Wow, that was a deep statement. About that. Uh huh. Other things that they do. I've got more of you guys. Very deep statement. That's a deep statement. (laughs) Belichick on uh, uh, Diggs. You want that one? Let's hear it. Let's Let's hear it, baby. I think we have time for it. Are you ready? This is on. They asked him about Trayvon Diggs, and and he leads the league in six interceptions. This is what his comments was. Yeah, distinctive, very talented guy. Plays the ball well. He's got good cover skills. That's it. How do you stay awake? Yeah, man. <laughs> and this got to be the shortest press conference in history. Or the shortest answers. 14 minutes long. 14 minutes long, dude. We got about 15 comments. That's crazy. A comment a minute. That's including, <laughs> that's including the question. <laughs> that's including oh, the question. This is a really funny one, actually. They asked about um, Dan Quinn's defense. Okay. Like, you know, has he changed the defense coming, you know, going from Atlanta to here? And mm-hmm. this was his comments yesterday. Um, the foundation of it's similar. I wouldn't say it's quite the same. No. What's different about it? They've changed some things. They changed some things. They changed some things. Oh, he's a I, You know, I mean, come on, man. I mean, why even go in there? You, you know, so how we're we, waiting for that one moment? All right, let's say he was sort of a journeyman coach and he had been this is like his fourth team and how would he how would his press conferences be different if he was a coach that was maybe on the hot seat and doesn't have 22 years of success in new england i don't think anyone would show up i don't think there would be a (laughs) and and how would he be perceived by the media Oh, they jump all over him. Uh-huh. Just the yeah. way and, I and, think. And an owner wouldn't keep him as the coach if, no. you, if you're not selling no. your team a little bit yeah. more than that. Yeah, no, exactly. You could understand him being a journeyman just by his interviews. <laughs> I mean, come on. Nobody wants to talk to him. He don't want to talk to anybody. It's crazy. <laughs> wonder, wonder if he had the sweatshirt cut. Collar off and short sleeve. And they see that's why I saw him when ripped, I first yes. met him. He was he was you know just a pleasant dude, kind of normal, normal, yeah. And then after that, man, once once that meeting was over, next time I saw him, it was totally different. But like I said last year, I, I would regularly listen to his press conferences, and there are certain days that he was more forthcoming in interviews and stuff. Those and are the he, ones. That's why you stay. That's yeah, why you that's go right. to the press conference. Because just, you're waiting for that moment just, where he would go yeah. thirty minutes just talking and philosophical about things and so be like man you missed it yeah. oh dang <laughs> now I'll tell you what though you know Tom was nice about it but he didn't give out no, that's much right. information no, that's either. exactly right there's another uh, 
comparison there between Belichick and Landry. They he were, didn't believe in giving up. In, I remember the first time I asked him a question in a press conference, and it was one of those Tuesdays, and I finally got up the nerve to ask a question. I had it rehearsed, and I got it out there, and he said, <laughs> rehearsed. No, He's not in, in the answer. Of, Mickey was in front of his no, mirror in your that mind, morning. In your, said, mind, okay, coach, in your mind. In your mind. Out loud. Did you see Mickey at home? This is my moment. And then, <laughs> talking to himself in the mirror. And then going, Tom. Hey, He's coach like the Landry, kid that was lifting the paint I, cans on the commercial. Like, should yeah. I call him coach? Or you're like, I should call him Tom. You no. guys just ruined the punchline. <laughs> Oh, man. Sometimes you are the punchline. So his, <laughs> so his, his, answer, his answer was, no, not really. And that was it. That's it. That's, what was the that's question? All I, got. I don't remember the question, but all I know is the answer was, no, not that. And it every time, what the question Every was. time he got a question he didn't want to answer, it was, that no, was it. not really. That was it. Yeah, just No, crushed. not really was the answer that was on it. that question you worked so hard in front of the mirror that morning for. Now, that's all I got. You're going to kill it, Spags. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at yourself in the hey. mirror. All right, I got one last one for you guys. Okay. Right. One last. So right. this was the, the quote-unquote David Moore first question out of the box the guy asked the question and then the answer from bill i I put the question in there because you're like okay what's this guy really asking okay so listen listen to this is the first question out of the box yesterday one of the reasons it seems like the cowboys are hard to sack offensively is they've got a good line but Dak gets the ball out of his hands quickly are they are they have they been a, a short kind of attacking passing game from what you've seen if they're open, they're open down the field. They'll throw the throw down the field, I and mean, he'll throw it to everybody. Whoever's open, and a lot of times he's got two or three guys to choose from. It's a hard group to cover. Well, Actually, that was, that was a that good was answer. Generous. Uh, yeah, that was generous. Because the guy's question was like, "Did you ever watch the Cowboys play?" It was a leading, you know, it was like he's like, a leading question. They almost answered the question for him in the question. They're, they're yeah. get the ball out fast because they don't throw they, the ball down the field. Right. Okay. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. <laughs> Did you watch the game last week? Yeah. Goodness That's gracious. what he probably should have said. <laughs> Parcells would have said. Oh, that. Parcells would have just. You know what? He Parcells would have. Story. Parcells would have ate up today's press conference too when they got kept going on this this uh, mental thing. The coach mm. Chad and. And, and the questions kept coming and coming and coming, and it was the second day in a row. And all I could think of in my mind, Parcells would go, "Okay, have we had enough of this." <laughs> and see, you could you imagine the difference between those two in meetings? Oh yeah, because you know, Bill's Bill, right? I'm sorry, Belichick's Belichick, and Parcells is Parcells. Yeah. So I would imagine once Belichick became the boss, his own boss. It kind of changed a little bit, didn't it? The dynamic <laughs> changed a little bit because first you got yab yab yab, and then you got quiet. Now I'm I'm the boss, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of so, how they knocked heads a little bit when they separated. So what was Belichick like in a in a meeting room? He was just like the press conference. I mean, he's he's just gonna tell you what you need to know. A little bit more emphatic uh, when it comes to uh, stressing certain things that are important. But when I got there. Everyone in the room was a veteran. You know, LT was smart. 
you know, by the time he had been been with uh, Bill all that time, with, with Belichick all that time, he learned a lot of things. And he, not only did he play instinctively, he was a better player as he got older because of the stuff that Belichick taught him. Now you're sitting up there with Carl Banks. That's another coach on the field. Mm-hmm. Gary Reasons. Mm-hmm. That's another coach on the field. So you really, everything's almost kind of understood in the meeting. We've been here before, guys. They hadn't changed their defense since 86 or whatever since he got there. So it wasn't like they had a whole bunch of adjustments to make. And they play against the same opponent. He knows the same coaches. So he attacks it in that way in a very uniform manner. And like I said, the most exciting thing that happened was when LT was late or something. And he came up with a stupid excuse. And that never happened. No, no, not much. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's talk Zeke here when we come back here in just a moment on Mix Shots. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Energize your next event with an appearance by the world-famous Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Ignite your audience and create personalized moments for all. To book America's sweethearts for your next event, visit DallasCowboyCheerleaders.com slash appearances. Nice. Very nicely done, uh, Mickey Spagnola, as we have about eight minutes left on this edition of Mix Shots. Uh, we played a cut from uh, Zeke talking about uh, him being limited in practice yesterday and his rib injury, which uh, stretches all the way to his backside. Uh, <laughs> there has been a series, the Zeke interviews this season have been very interesting. Entertaining. So did you catch all of yesterday's? I did not. Do you have some more you would like to pass along? Well, they were asking him about last year. Okay. And he said 
Oh, yeah. He goes, that was an S show. <laughs> Meeting himself. Uh-huh. The fumbles, right. you know, uh-huh. and he called it, an, called it an S show. That is very accurate, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people would concur with that. You know, but like the other day, he's talking about Trayvon, and we've talked about it on the show, and the, the number of interceptions. Well, he's at six now. Man, what's the record? Nine or yeah. ten? And, right. and, and someone said 14. Ooh. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm surprised but, he didn't go, oh, yes. The, the giggle that he has is just – It's uh, infectious. Uh, and it's it's so funny. The, the, the giggle at the end of the rib thing uh-huh. is just – right. But you know what? He's become more real this year. Like he's let his guard down. I'm not sure why. Uh, but he was very protective for, I would say, the majority of his first three seasons. And I think a lot of it had to do with the court case and the suspension. Yeah, he wasn't in as much trouble. And he didn't trust yeah. people. There's he, something. He, there's no baggage this year, He's, guys. he's in That's a really good thing. place. And, yeah. and part of it, maybe he knows he's in the best shape probably of his mm-hmm. life, and he's, he's playing well, and uh, he's just in a great frame of mind. But it's, it's in those interviews, you can really see it. I think you put it best there that it's he's not guarded at anything that he I mean, he's just himself and uh you can see uh what a how he has got to be one of the most popular guys in that locker room oh absolutely you know? and i think he's taken a leadership role too in there um and if you think about it, at the end of these interviews before when we were in the locker room and everybody's huddled around him he would finish and then he just kind of put his head down and you know and walk off there was no little, very rarely a chit chat. Now he finishes and he goes, "All right, well, good. Everybody have a good day," you yeah. know. And it's like, "All right." And I don't know. Maybe it's a maturity uh, about him uh, that where he felt like he had to be guarded on what he said, and so he would kind of get caught uh, in his answers to questions where uh, he wasn't sure what to say, and so he would stumble a little bit, but. It, he is just – it's very smooth. I've told uh, our producers at CBS 11, we need to put a reel together of the, <laughs> just the funny stuff, right. which has the laughter and stuff of throughout this season. And by the end of the season, you could have a, a five-minute reel that is just really entertaining. And uh, he's, laughing at, his, talk. he's laughing, he laughing at, at his himself. own jokes. It's yes. self-deprecating. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's just it, – <laughs> it's, it's, it's just really cool. And, and part of it, too – He's very very comfortable because people wonder, oh, well, Tony Pollard's getting all these carries and stuff. He's fully on board with that. You can yes. just tell that he's he's uh, bought into the team never concept one on bit. stuff. Never bothered yeah. him right. one bit. And, right. And, and I think that's kind of one of the, the traits for this team right now is how unselfish they are. Mm-hmm. And, and you rarely see that on offense, right? The receivers are the unreceivers in the NFL. Because no one's worrying about how many targets they get, how many catches the they get. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Are you think calling about Tony Hill and Drew Pearson prima donnas <laughs> and, and Butch Johnson? Is that what you – are you saying Michael Irvin is a prima donna? Come, come on. No, man. I think I was referring more closely to Terrell Owens and Des Bryant, right? Because of their persona, they would, they would provoke the question. Oh, are you happy? Did you get enough touches? You know, did you get enough targets? And 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 poor Ter- Terrell Owens. It was like I could answer those questions for him. You know, the Tony Dungy. Was it a? <laughs> I don't know what it was. One of the uh, uh, phone providers. 
I, I could put the helmet on like Dungey did. The kid yeah. was on a date in the car, and he was telling him what to say to the date, right? <laughs> I could have answered his questions for him. Just listen to me, right? And he would, he would, he would try to take on a group of 20 people. And, and you can't do it. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and poor Dez, he was just so nice. I mean, he was nice, but he didn't know how to answer He couldn't articulate it right, exactly. in a politically correct form. Yes, exactly. Yes. That one day when he, he told Rich Dalrymple, the PR director, somebody asked a question he didn't like, and he was like, Rich, fix this S. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still a drop now, uh-huh. right? It's still a drop. That's a good one. Along those same lines with Z. Right, fix this shit. There you go. <laughs> what kind of question did he ask him? I forgot what oh it was. God. Somebody was in the locker room doing something, and he didn't like it. No, what it was, it was someone was live tweeting something in the locker room. and, and Oh, and he Dez, saw it. Dez was at his locker reading this guy live yes, tweeting in the yes, locker room. And yes, yes. He was basically complaining because the guy was like a he was a national guy that was just there, I believe. He wasn't one of the beat guys. So okay. He that's went what off it was. on that guy and fix this. <laughs> but now when you start talking about Zeke, it was all the things that you guys said. It was maturity. And that was uh, Dez. I'm so, no, I'm Zeke. talking about Zeke. Yeah. I'm talking about Zeke, Chris. <laughs> I know. I said that was Dez who said that, not Zeke. I, I understand. Just sure. Thank you. Thank you. But now we've moved on, yeah, Chris. We moved we're on, now, Chris. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're doing Zeke the show, Chris. Just Thank go. you, though. Just go. I'm not going to mess you up because you're a producer. I don't want you to get on this. Um, <laughs> See, Chris. Can I move along, Chris, please? I'm not the only one they pick on, okay? <laughs> but no, uh, uh, it's both of those. Because of the maturity, he's overcome all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Bourbon Street, the you know, just the rumors, the stuff at Ohio State that followed him, and just so much mess. He finally it's, put that it's behind Patrick's him. Day parade. Yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah. Man. He finally put he finally put it behind him, though. Yeah. You know, and because you can put that behind you, now he's more comfortable with himself. And like you say, he lost that weight. He feels so much better to where all excuses are behind me, and now I can be myself. And let, let's not forget. Having a quarterback that is so uh, cut and dry, conservative, you, it's easy to be the opposite of that. You let you let Dak, you know, toe the line, and then that means I can be more relaxed and be myself while I'm in the. In I'll the tell shadows. you what the other things behind him: yards and defenders. Mm-hmm. He is four fifty-two right now after five games. I figured out that over a seventeen-game season, he's on a fifteen-hundred-yard pace. And he's third right now in the NFL with 452. Uh, only guys ahead of him are Henry and Chubb. Uh, but he's got less carries than them, but he's mm-hmm. averaging 5.3 yards a carry. And among nine kickers in the NFC, he's the leading scorer with six touchdowns. And let's look at it like if it wasn't, you know, we love Tony Pollard, of course, and he loves him being there. But if it wasn't for Tony, then those numbers would be even higher. And Pollard's 10th. Yeah. By the way, so you add you add, you add half of those. yards. You add just half of Paula's numbers to 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 Zeke, and then that's what you're looking. So at. those two guys right now, if I do some quick math here, they're like at 800 yards total. What is it? 325 plus three, three, th- 325 and 452. 452. So that's like okay. 780. 777. Okay, that was pretty divided good. divided by five. That's 155.4 per game times 17. They are on a pace together to have 2,642 yards this season. So that's why right now the Cowboys are the second-ranked rushing offense in the league. 
I believe it's behind Buffalo or Cleveland. Behind Cleveland. 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 Yeah. yeah. And the quarterback with a, the number two. Two quarterback, quarterback rating. rating. So what does that add up to? A hell of an offensive line. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what that yeah. adds up to. A hell of an offensive line, and i got to say a hell of a play caller as well. And the quarterback is fourth in touchdown passes. And by the way, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, Zeke, you can also apply to Amari Cooper. Right. And his interviews that he's doing this year, I mean, he uh, – he he is very insightful, uh, and you can see uh, how smart he is in his interviews. There's a comfort level that he has this year that um, it's it's a change from the past, mm-hmm. and I, maybe it has a lot to do just with the confidence that this team they really believe they got something special here. And like you said, you got wide, a group of wide receivers. That are unselfish. No mm-hmm. one's complaining. That mm-hmm. is that is very very. And that's unusual. without Michael Gallup. Yeah, that is very unusual. And then throw two tight ends in there too. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's not like Jarwin's going. Oh, I should he be doing. He trying to do no. He's doing the best he can. That's right. right. He's in and there Schultz doing his is, work. I mean, it, it's it's an amazing offense. And like I said, we will find out more just how good they are when mm-hmm. they go up against the professor. That's right. Number five defense in the league. That's right. Can't okay. wait for my pick. And they held, and like I said, Can't wait for y'all's pick to crack. They held. <laughs> they held Brady to nineteen points and no touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. That was a bad weather game. This is going to be a good weather. No, they game. they played him well in uh, Texas State in uh, AT and T Stadium as well when he came here. That wasn't bad. I mean, they could have done better. No, I'm talking I, about I New mean, England. Brady against New England. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, in fact, we can close with this. Weather forecast on Sunday in Boston, not Foxborough, but Boston, close enough. 66 degrees for the high, partly cloudy skies. Mm-hmm. Low 52, high 66. Perfect, Perfect. football Perfect. weather. Football weather. That's, that's right. That's warm for, for Boston. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, but just know when they went up there in that rainstorm in 2019 – Dak threw for more yards than Brady and had more total yards offense than the Patriots did. And they lost 13 to 9. Mm-hmm. Nine time Pro Bowler Matthew Slater. That's right. Special teams. <laughs> All right. We will have our picks to click tomorrow here on another edition of Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!